I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello, and today we are going to be talking about gluten and why it can impact people with autoimmune disease, but also how it can cause chronic inflammatory symptoms. Now, I asked my community, the autoimmunity community, what they would like me to cover on the podcast, and this was one of the subjects. I know from my own experience, gluten has been a big topic for me as well, and normally I do get asked, like, what was the one thing that you did that helped with your health? And as you probably know, I like to take a complete approach with my clients and also in my own health. I couldn't pinpoint one specific thing, but what I can do is I identify changes that I made where I saw a huge difference very quickly and I would say that happened with gluten because when I was at my worst really when I had chronic fatigue I was going I had other autoimmune symptoms I had psoriasis I was experiencing hair loss I had all these things at once and I couldn't walk because my ankle had swollen up so badly on on my left ankle and I couldn't walk, I couldn't go to work, I couldn't go to the gym. That's when I realised that I needed to do something and I went to see a nutritionist. I had always considered dairy to be an issue for me because when I was born I had a serious reaction to dairy so I'd always just thought about removing dairy from my diet. I hadn't really ever considered gluten and it was a long time ago, it was before gluten-free was even a thing and I gave up gluten and within three days my swelling had gone down and it had been there for two weeks. I was feeling much better and that was such an obvious sign that wow, just removing this one thing from my diet can have such an impact. And I know gluten-free can be seen as a bit of a fad. I think there are so many gluten-free products, gluten-free cakes and biscuits. And gluten-free doesn't mean it's healthy. And I think that's when we see these foods and these labels and it's marketed in a certain way, it takes the value out of being gluten-free because this can change somebody's life. This can change somebody's symptoms just by removing gluten and it might not be what's going to work for you and anything I discuss on this podcast is not personalised advice, you should always work with a practitioner when making any changes to your diet. I'm going to tell you about my personal experience and also what the research is telling us about gluten and why it impacts people who are susceptible to autoimmune disease in particular. You may have heard of celiac disease which is 
an autoimmune disease. And that is quite different to what I'm going to be talking about today. Because if you have celiac disease, you know that you have to stop eating gluten or you are going to have some extremely serious symptoms. And there is a test for celiac disease as well that your doctor will do for you. But it's actually only testing one antigen. Whereas you can react to gluten, there can be many different reactions to different proteins in gluten. It is worth bearing that in mind. As For example, I have tested negative for celiac disease when I have been tested for it, but I don't eat gluten because I know it affects me and I know it is causing a reaction when I eat it. And that can be one of the most powerful things that you can do with gluten is eliminate it from your diet for say a month and see if you feel better and if your symptoms improve. And if they do, you probably know that gluten is an issue. And that's where I got to after many years of thinking, oh, I can dabble a little bit and have a bit of gluten here and there. And then my symptoms would come back. And it was only when I took gluten out my diet for a long period of time, I started feeling better within a month, but then I really started seeing results after three months. And then after a year, I'm completely symptom free now and just kept building and I haven't had gluten now for a very long time I feel much better as a result and I honestly don't feel like I'm missing out anymore I do have some go-to gluten-free products when I feel like I need that kind of food in my diet and restaurants incredible now it wasn't the same years ago but now to order a gluten-free meal or to have gluten-free alternatives there's normally lots of options in restaurants which is great and I know my local restaurant is amazing most of the meals on there can be done gluten-free so never worry about that I'm sure your local restaurants your local cafes will accommodate that so let's talk about why gluten is an issue in autoimmune disease we're not really going to be focusing on celiac disease here because celiac disease is something that you can get tested for at the doctors you'll know if you do have it and you will need to exclude it from your diet or you will end up with very obvious digestive symptoms And the other way that you can react to gluten is when you have a wheat allergy. And again, that is quite different to what I'm going to be talking about today. In my own health journey, I got to the point of taking gluten out of the diet and seeing some very fast results by taking it out of my diet. But then as I got better, I was able to walk again, the swelling had gone down. I started introducing a little bit of gluten here and there and I still experienced symptoms. And it was only when I removed it from my diet completely did I see my symptoms improve. If you have tried gluten-free and it hasn't worked for you, then it might be that you didn't take it out of your diet long enough. Or it might be that you don't have an issue with gluten. But just remember, I do feel that perhaps taking it out the diet for three months is when you're going to see the most changes because gluten and the antibodies for gluten can hang around in the body for that length of time. So really removing it for that long is when you're going to see the most results. But there is another condition known as non-celiac gluten sensitivity, which is where you can experience symptoms to gluten, but you don't have celiac disease. And because of the effects of non-celiac gluten sensitivity, you may not just have digestive symptoms, but systemic symptoms as well. About 1.4% of the population has 
celiac disease. But about 6% of the population have non-celiac gluten sensitivity and it is very hard to diagnose. Doing an elimination diet can be a good way to understand whether gluten might be an issue for you and whether you might potentially have this non-celiac gluten sensitivity. You can have symptoms which affect the digestive system, such as bloating, you might have pain, diarrhea, you might have constipation. So there are lots of different digestive symptoms that you can have with non-celiac gluten sensitivity as well, which are quite similar to those in celiac disease and IBS. But you can also have more systemic symptoms, and I will talk about why in a moment, but you can have things like fatigue, skin issues like eczema or psoriasis, you might have headaches, it might affect your mood, it might cause anxiety. So there are lots of different ways that gluten can affect you outside of just these digestive symptoms. And the reason for that is because gluten can affect the epithelial barrier in the digestive system. When gluten affects the intestinal barrier, it can cause inflammation, but it can also cause increased intestinal permeability. In your gut, you have a lot of microbes and lots of other things as well, like undigested food. You might have some toxins that are given up from some of the bacteria, potentially viruses and parasites. So there's a lot going on in the gut and you really want to keep it in the gut. But when you have increased intestinal permeability, which can be caused by gluten, and there are some studies that show that, what can happen is those pathogens which are, or undigested food, which should be staying in the gut, are then able to go into the bloodstream because with increased intestinal permeability, the gaps in the digestive system wall, which should be fairly small, just letting through digested food, which should be absorbed and then utilized by the body as nutrients. But what can happen is these larger particles and bacteria can get into the bloodstream. And when they are in the bloodstream, they then initiate an inflammatory response. And for example, if that bacteria that was fine when it was in the digestive system, but is now in the bloodstream, then what can happen is an inflammatory response will start against the joint or against the bacteria in the joint. And it can cause lots of different issues with the tissue in the joint where the immune system can't recognize it anymore and doesn't recognize it as self tissue. And then it starts this inflammatory response and you can end up with inflammatory symptoms such as joint pain as a result of that. And that's why it's really important that if you are experiencing any systemic inflammatory symptoms, it could relate to the gut and it could relate to increased intestinal permeability. There was a great study by Alessio Fasano and he was looking at the protein gliadin, which is in the gluten molecule. And he found that in those with celiac disease and also non-celiac gluten sensitivity, as well as just people who don't have any of these gluten sensitivities, he found that this protein promoted increased intestinal permeability by initiating the production of zonulin. And zonulin promotes the widening of those gaps in the digestive system wall. So the more zonulin you have, the more likely you are to have leaky gut syndrome, which is when you have increased intestinal permeability. Dr. Fasano also came to the conclusion that in autoimmune disease, there is a presence of three factors, a genetic predisposition, 
an environmental trigger and increased intestinal permeability. That perfect storm of those three factors is when someone can go on to develop an autoimmune disease. Even to the point that if you are susceptible to an autoimmune disease, we know from the research that gluten can increase intestinal permeability really to decrease your risk by taking gluten out the diet you are decreasing your risk of developing an autoimmune disease because you need all those three factors in order to to go on to develop an autoimmune disease it's not just the impact that gluten can have on your immune system it's not just about the molecule gluten and what that can do to your body it is also about the fact that it is creating increased intestinal permeability and that has a knock-on effect so I often get clients that will come to me and say I'm just reacting to everything what's going on like I've cut this out and now I'm reacting to this other food and now I'm reacting to this and they haven't cut gluten out of the diet And what can happen is when you eat gluten, it increases the amount of food sensitivities that you have because it's causing this leaky gut syndrome. So you are letting more food particles into the bloodstream. And as a result, you might be reacting to dairy now, or you might be reacting to some random food like some almonds. And it's only because you're eating a lot of it and you're eating gluten. So the undigested molecules from the almond are being moved into the bloodstream and causing an inflammatory response and that's why by taking gluten out the diet it can help to decrease all those other food sensitivities and what I often do with my clients is we take gluten out and then take these other food sensitivities out for a short period of time and after say a month or maybe three months we start reintroducing the foods and that's great because because they've restored their gut function by taking gluten out of the diet and they've reduced the intestinal permeability they are now able to eat those foods and they are less reactive to all the foods that they were reactive to before so it is hugely powerful by taking out this this one component of the diet there are some other reviews that have associated non-celiac gluten sensitivity with specific autoimmune diseases. One that I see often in my clinic is Hashimoto's thyroiditis and Hashimoto's is strongly linked to non-celiac gluten sensitivity as well as psoriasis, dermatitis and rheumatoid arthritis. So these specific autoimmune conditions are most related to non-celiac gluten sensitivity. And there may be a variety of reasons why that is happening. We have the increase in intestinal permeability and those translocations of, which means the movement of those bacteria or those food particles into the bloodstream or into the joint or into the cells. And that can cause this effect with the immune system being fired up against self-tissue and and our own cells and our own skin cells and that's why removing gluten can have such an impact for those conditions. It won't be the same for everybody. If you have psoriasis and you remove gluten and it's not working for you then there will be other contributing factors and that's always the case with autoimmune disease. We know in Dr. Fasano's model of those three factors, the genetic predisposition, the environmental trigger and the increased intestinal permeability, 
are vital, but you need that environmental trigger. So that might be something different for you. And there might be something else that would be causing increased intestinal permeability, such as imbalanced gut microbiome, where you have dysbiosis. And there are lots of other things like having a parasite or having a weaker digestive function. All those things can contribute to increased intestinal permeability as well. But it is just really useful to know that gluten can have a big impact on that. Should everybody remove gluten from their diet? No, (laughs) that's really the honest answer. What studies have shown is that when people do take out gluten, they can end up with a lot of nutrient deficiencies because it is a big food group to take out. And as a result of that, you can end up with nutrient deficiencies. One in particular is fiber. And there was quite a few studies done a while back where they found that people that removed gluten from the diet were more at risk of heart issues and that was because they had decreased the fiber in their diet and I have written an article about this which is called going against the grain and I will post the link to that in the show notes so you can have a read of that because I do think it's not just as easy as removing all gluten from the diet really need to think about actually if you are removing a significant food group from your diet what you need to bring in to substitute for that and that's why if you are doing any of these elimination diets or taking certain food groups out of your diet I would strongly advise you to work with a practitioner I do that a lot with all of my clients so if you would like to work with me then feel free to book in for a discovery call and we can discuss how I might be able to help you with your health And the other thing to just bear in mind is that there is this concept of cross-reactivity. So you might take gluten out your diet and you are still having reactions to food or you still don't feel great, your symptoms haven't improved and you haven't eaten gluten for over a year and you're not sure why this is happening. I did a test from Cyrex, which is a laboratory that I work for, which I will talk about in a bit more detail in a moment. They run a panel and what this shows you is any foods that have a similar structure to gluten and some of the more reactive components of gluten, your body can be reacting to gluten in the first instance, but then it can start reacting to foods that almost look like gluten. You could cut gluten out, but because you are still eating oats and even gluten-free oats, you may still be having that reaction in the body and still stimulating that immune response. I know when I did the Cyrix array, which shows all these different foods that you might react to that are similar in structure to gluten. I know oats came out as one of them for me and I had to take oats out of my diet for a certain length of time before I was able to reintroduce them. And now I only consume them moderately, knowing that that was an issue for me in the past. And I seem to be managing okay with just eating them, say, once a week. Other things that can cross-react with gluten is rice, corn, millet, and there's other foods as well. So it's just worth bearing in mind that you can still almost react to gluten even when it's out of the diet. And I think that is the problem with all the gluten-free foods that you can buy, that often people will eat a lot of gluten-free bread or cakes or other alternatives, and they can include a lot of 
these cross-reactive foods. So it's just something to bear in mind. But I do think if gluten is an issue for you and you take it out and you feel much better, then I wouldn't worry about this cross-reactivity piece. It's just something that you can consider if you have remove gluten, you're still not feeling better, you're still having the symptoms and you feel that this might be something to explore. You can, as I said, work with somebody like me and do that Cyrix panel and see whether you might be reacting to similar types of food. And that's where we come to the testing. In my clinic, I work with Cyrex who have an amazing test for gluten. It doesn't just test for the celiac test that you will get at the doctors. It's looking at lots of different wheat proteins and peptides which your body can react to because gluten isn't just affecting your digestive system. It can affect you systemically by the impact of those molecules and things going into the bloodstream and initiating an inflammatory response. But it can also affect your brain. I loved the book Grain Brain. If you haven't read it, that was a great book and I would recommend reading that book. To see the effect of gluten on your brain, not just on your gut. And I have always been very interested in brain health, my own brain health, optimising brain function and also protecting my brain from age I do believe that by cutting gluten out it's really helped my brain as well. From my own reactions to gluten obviously I had all of my autoimmune symptoms which I'm now living symptom free so it's helped with my joint health, with my skin health, with my hair, with my fatigue but one of the symptoms I used to get when I ate gluten was a severe anxiety attack and it would normally hit me in the middle of the night and it's very hard to describe it but it just felt like I wasn't going to survive the night. It was a very extreme reaction. The last time I had it was in Dubai and I was in a room on my own. I really didn't know what to do and it was such a scary experience and that was the last time I ate gluten because I just I was still in that well I can just dabble a bit and it the reaction had intensified to the point that it just certainly wasn't worth it for me anymore. So gluten doesn't just affect the gut. It's worth bearing in mind that any systemic symptom that you've got, so any symptom of the skin, of the joints, headaches, migraines, dizziness, feeling anxious, affecting your mood, all these symptoms can be related to gluten. Yes, as I mentioned, there's probably a susceptibility there and potentially other contributing factors, but gluten can impact you in those ways. I hope you found this useful today. I realise it's a big subject. There's a lot of research into gluten and its effects on our health and in autoimmune disease, and I'm sure there's more to come in this area. I wouldn't say gluten is an issue for everyone with autoimmune disease, but I do find a lot of my clients, when they take gluten out, they do start to feel a lot better and have a much more solid foundation to build on. But always take advice from a health practitioner or a nutritionist when you are taking out food groups such as gluten from your diet, because there is a lot to think about in terms of bringing fiber in and definitely give my article a read so you can find out more about that. And just to say as well, I am rerunning my Hair Growth Reviver program on Monday the 7th of November 2020. 
2022, just in case you're listening to this in the future. And I would love you to join me. It's a program I have designed based on my own experience of reversing hair loss and also working with clients with alopecia areata and other forms of hair loss to optimize their body so that they are in the best state to regain their hair and also to feel better because it's not easy going through hair loss and experiencing hair loss. It can be a very unsettling time and I've been there myself so I completely understand and that's why I wanted to design this program because it's a four-week program. You get support from me, you get group coaching and lots of information about things that you can do to help you feel better and eat a nutrient-dense hair promoting diet. So I'm very excited to be running it again. I would love you to join me. As I said, it starts on the 7th of November and I run it twice a year. So if you miss out this time, don't worry. I will let you know in the spring of 2023 when I am next running it. If you have any thoughts today about gluten and whether it could be affecting you, I'd love to hear from you at the Autoimmunity Nutritionist on Instagram. And you can also join my community, the Autoimmunity Community, if you would be like to be part of a community of strong-willed people who are thriving in everyday life with autoimmune disease. So I hope to see you over there. Thanks again for joining and I will speak to you soon. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.